You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio. And this is episode number 93. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Yami. I'm a board certified pediatrician, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. I'm also a passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, motivation, and mindset so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Are you ready to get started? Let's do this. So it's just a part of my life, a part of my culture. And now I look and I'm like, wow, the climate is changing. And I see these changes when I go home to the uh, rainforest. Welcome back, veggie lovers. Happy April. I hope that you are feeling fantastic today. Today's episode is the first in a month-long series on sustainability, climate change, waste reduction. We're going to talk about all of that. I'm even going to throw in a bonus episode on Earth Day that's going to be particularly fun and exciting and cute. So, Lots of good stuff this month, but this episode is going to kick it off with an overview on sustainability, the problems that we're facing right now, and some of the things that we can start to think about. And my guest is one of my very good friends, Kate Gottlieb, who is an expert on sustainability. That is what she does for a living, and she's done some really great things. And I'm going to talk more about her in just a second. But before we get started with today's episode, let me remind you about my newsletter. If you sign up for my newsletter, you are going to get some really fun downloads, a PDF that has the five pillars of healthy eating, resources, recipes, lots of great things on there to get those goodies, go to dryami.com forward slash sign up. Or text the word fiber, F I B E R, to 66866. In addition, just want to remind you about my book, 
A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy, if you haven't already picked up a copy. If you have, I would just love it if you would leave me an Amazon rating and review. The same thing goes for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening every week. Thank you to all my biggest fans out there. I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you also for the feedback. I love feedback. I want to make this podcast better. So don't hesitate to email me, yami at dryami.com. So that's Y-A-M-I at D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I.com. Let me know. What do you want to hear on the podcast? What do you like? What do you not like? I would love to hear from you, but I would also really greatly appreciate a rating and a review and for you to subscribe to my podcast. On Apple would be great, but wherever you listen to podcasts, I would love it. Thank you so much. I just want to read a review. Five-star review from the Apple podcast by J Zero Face, entitled A Must Listen. Each episode is insightful and thought-provoking. The guests are all top experts in their field. A must listen. Thank you so much for that review, J O Face. I really appreciate it. Just a reminder that this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment by your own physician. So let's talk about Ms. Kate Gottlieb. So Kate is currently the membership engagement manager for Practice Green Health, but she has been working in the sustainability field for about six years. During this time, she helped Virginia Mason Memorial implement their Enviro Mason Sustainability Program, covering initiatives around healthier food and healthcare, leaner energy, less waste, safer chemicals, less water waste, environmental preferable purchasing, alternative transportation, and lowering Virginia Mason Memorial's overall carbon footprint. This helped Memorial establish some best practices and national environmental awards for their efforts and impact. Leaving Memorial, Kate founded Northwest Sustainability and Wellbeing and helped Treetop initiate their Creating Shared Value Corporate Social Responsibility Program. Kate's degrees in public and community health drives her passion for environmental sustainability and environmental change to influence behavior change. She says, quote, now that I am a mother, going to work every day has a new meaning. I am determined to help minimize our footprint for the next generation, end quote. Kate hopes that she can influence others through education and outreach to drive policy and guidelines for organizational change to help the environment. In Kate's free time, she enjoyed spending time with her family in the outdoors and planning new adventures and experiences. So this is going to be a good overview, a good introduction to the topic, all of the different issues that we're facing when it comes to the earth's environment. So I hope that it's going to be helpful. We're also going to hear this month from one of the grandfathers, one of the giants in the plant-based world about climate change and how our diet has something to do with that. It's going to be a very, very passionate episode, so I hope that you will tune into that one as well. And then we're also going to be hearing from a mom and a wife who 
has been able to implement some changes in her own home and will give us ideas for how we can ourselves reduce waste in our homes. So it's going to be a great month, lots of great topics, lots of things to start turning the wheels in your head on what you can do to help our planet decrease our impact on the environment. And I also want to add that one of the calls to action that Kate gives at the end of the episode is to calculate your own and your family's carbon footprint, a resource that I just looked into and played around with a little bit. It's very comprehensive, is carbonfootprint.com. So carbonfootprint, all spelled out, all together, .com. It's very thorough, and I was very surprised by what I found on there. I wasn't able to get all the details. I'm going to do that tonight with my family, look into our electric bill and all of that kind of stuff. But one of the things immediately that I was able to see, compared to a heavy meat eater as a vegan, I produce 2.5 times less carbon emissions when it comes to my food only. But I can already see that plugging in just some minimal things that I remembered from the past 12 months, that one of my biggest sources of carbon emissions is my car, which isn't even that much because I don't put that many miles on it every year, and plane flights. So some of the things that I can look into, but also that's really cool on carbonfootprint.com is it gives you ideas on things that you can do to offset your carbon footprint, which is really neat. So then you can start thinking about other things that you can do, not just by reducing and reusing and all the things we're going to talk about, but even other things. So look into that at the after you listen to this episode, carbonfootprint.com. All right, so let's get on with it. Here you have Kate and myself talking about sustainability. I hope you love this episode and that you have a plantastic day. Kate, I am so excited to have you on Veggie Doctor Radio today. What a treat to have one of my best buds on the show. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks for having me. This is a dream come true. <laughs> well, you're going to be the first speaker in our series on sustainability and climate change and all of the topics about sustainability. So I really want to talk to you today to give us a foundation for understanding this very broad and complex topic. But before we launch into speaking about the specifics, I want to know more about you. Why are you so passionate about protecting the Earth's environment? Thank you, Yami. Well, I, my background's in public health, and I've always been very passionate about environmental health. And, um, you know, as we age, you learn. You only have one livable planet for your children, for the future's children. Um, it has the air we breathe. It's responsible for the food we eat and the water we drink. Um, we, us people, we are responsible for preserving um, this planet for future generations. And myself, I want my son to live in a healthy environment where he doesn't have to wear a mask to go outside and he can have clean, livable air. 
Um, and he doesn't have to worry about what's in his water and where his food comes from. Um, this is just something I've been very passionate about, um, especially with my education in public health. Well, you've always been connected to the earth, though. Tell me a little bit about your story about where you grew up and how you grew up and where you worked when you were a teenager. <laughs> okay. Well, growing up, I grew up in the Olympic National Park of Washington State. And um, growing up, I, I mean, I just thought I lived in this amazing, wonderful place where I could play in my backyard. And, you know, we had mi dripping moss from the trees. And I look back and wow, I had a magical childhood. And um, we grew our own food. We hunted our own food. We fished our own food. Um, I didn't know that like people actually bought meat in a grocery store. Um, we canned and preserved our food. Um, so it was just a part of my life, a part of my culture. And now I look and I'm like, wow, the climate is changing. And I see these changes when I go home to the uh, rainforest and, and it's just something I'm very passionate about. And, want to make sure that we preserve that land so that my children and my grandchildren can go back there and experience what I experienced as a child. What kind of changes have you seen? Um, it's a lot drier. Um, in the summer, we definitely were seeing what, you know, Central Washington has seen for years. We're seeing wildfires and... Um, just people coming in and camping and not cleaning up after themselves. And so it's, it's really just about teaching people to care for their environment, where they stay, where they sleep, where they, it might not be their home, but we need to leave it like we found it. Yeah. Well, and I just can't resist telling our listeners that you grew up where the Twilight series takes place. <laughs> so for, for all of you out there that have read the Twilight series and haven't been to this amazing part of the country, it is very, very beautiful. So I've lived in Washington for 10 years. And after about one year of living here, my husband and I took a trip and that's when we finally got to visit the rainforest here in Washington. And it is, is so, so beautiful. I'm a twilight fan. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to Forks in that area. Very nice. So yeah, I just wanted to hear more about that, Kate, because I know that for you, it really is, it's part of your history. It's part of how you grew up. It's, it's really in your blood, you know, mm -hmm. you know, this connection we have to the earth. And I think that's one of the reasons that you keep going back and back to this, why you're so passionate about it. Well, let's, let's set the foundation here. Sustainability is a big buzzword. We use it a lot, but what does it actually mean? Yeah, uh, that's a great, great place to start. Um, it can definitely be defined and mean different things based on the context in which, which it's discussed. Um, for example, there's financial sustainability, um, but today we're going to talk about environmental sustainability. And one of my uh, favorite definitions um, 
and the most meaningful one that I've found is sustainable development meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So what this is talking about is using natural resources in a way that we can keep doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, no so, overuse. Um, yeah. So basically, it's living now, being mindful of the future. Mm-hmm. So whatever we can do now, we have to really think hard about it, not just how we have been in the past, maybe a couple of hundred years ago, where we weren't really thinking about the future as much. We we're just like, okay, what can we do to make ourselves comfortable and make ourselves happy now? But it has been at the expense of future generations. But I think some of that maybe we didn't foresee, right? There's some yeah. choices that we've made in the history of our world, in the history of our country, industry, all of these amazing advancements that maybe at the time, we didn't really realize how it could impact the future because we weren't thinking about that. But now it's become way more important. We have to be very mindful. Okay. We want to make this choice. We want to make this change. What can we foresee is going to happen down Mm -hmm. the road? Yeah. It's the boundary for us to satisfy our current needs without compromising the quality of our environment so that we can remain capable of supporting our future generations. Yami. Mhm. Okay. So that's it's really important. We want to be sustainable, just like you said, for our kids, for our grandkids, but even for our own lives because, you know, I have 60 more to live, you know. That's a yeah. long time. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to sustainability, what would you say are the three biggest threats to our planet right now? I know that that's, that's trying to like oh. pigeonhole and, you know, back you into a corner because there's a lot. There but if you lot. could just pick three, what do you think are the, the biggest three? Well, you know, Yami, like you said, there are a lot and there are many. Um, but the three I want to point out are ones that we as humans can try to combat um, by you know, doing things to help decrease the emissions, the waste, the pollution. So those are my top three would be carbon emissions, greenhouse gases um, being one, and then waste, and then pollution. Um, I really think that as humans, we can make a difference here. And that's what I hope to get into more. Okay. Well, let's break those down. Let's start with carbon. You know, another one of the buzzwords is carbon footprint. So we, we've been tossing that one around, talking about our carbon footprints, this, and companies say we have reduced our carbon footprint. What does that mean? And why do we need to be mindful of our carbon emissions? Okay. So carbon is actually a part of a greenhouse gas. And um, this, a lot of this comes from human activity, um, which then can lead to climate change, which is the rising of temperatures, um, which we're seeing. And we all have a carbon footprint. Um, It's food waste, for example, that we're creating in our home. 
Um, it's driving our vehicles to work. Uh, it is eating animal products, which contribute to carbon emissions. Um, so for your listeners, Yami, the number one thing they can do, this is a great activity to do, especially as a family, um, but is to actually, you can actually find out what you are contributing, um, what your carbon footprint is. So there's a site that you can go to. You can actually just Google it, uh, determine your carbon footprint and find what, what it, what is it? Is it your drive to work every day? Um, are you really using a lot of food waste? Um, are, is it things that you're consuming? Is it the amount of energy you're using? Um, this is the best way for someone to find out what their carbon footprint is. Do you have a specific website or can you just find it by Googling determine your carbon footprint? Yeah, there are lots of different calculators out there. So, and different ones that are user friendly. So I would just, and we can yeah, find one, a big one and put it up on your, yeah. I, I'll find one and, and put it in the in the links to the show note, but the show note links. But I know a big one too is travel. Mm-hmm. So some of us might be big travelers, uh, particularly airplanes. Absolutely. That is why Greta Thunberg makes it a point to only travel by sea, by the ocean, by the water, um, and using the you know wind to help propel her. Um, but many many of us might not be willing to make that sacrifice to not travel. So that's one thing to be mindful of is traveling by plane is a big one. Can you explain how food waste, how, how does that factor into carbon? Um, so your food waste, uh, for example, from fruits and vegetables, um, it produces methane as it rots mm-hmm. and in our landfills. And so um, that indirectly is contributing to our to our carbon emissions. So as a consumer, the most important thing to do is try to compost. Using composting, it's a way to reduce the methane produced by fruits and vegetables um, and other things that you can compost. But um, the best thing, the best behavior change that a family could do is try to even get that food from wasting. So buy less. Um, I know it's easy to go to Costco and buy all this food, but if it's just two of you eating that and you're winding up having tons of food waste at the end of the week, what's a different way you could do is buy more local, buying more local uh, foods and products um, from local uh, farms or vendors. Um, you know, a banana, it, it's not grown here in Washington state. That has to travel miles and miles to get to my kitchen table. So, um, you know, try to think of, especially when foods are in season, what are ways that you can buy more local and reduce those carbon emissions? Mm-hmm. And that has many other benefits too. I think I feel like when I buy excess food. I actually eat more. Mm-hmm. I may eat in excess because there's just more food around and you just have that, you know, you don't want it to go to waste between <laughs> seeing food and eating food. And so you eat more food. 
but also by buying local, buying seasonal, that might have health benefits as well, according to some people. And then you get to eat fruit that's ripe and delicious, that's ready to eat instead of being transported when it's green and it has to ripen later. So there's lots of other benefits to thinking about that. Cost can also be an issue too. Like if you buy something that's local from farmers here, it may be cheaper than buying something at the store that had to be imported from another country and those kinds of things. So definitely there can be multiple benefits to this practice. Let's talk more about our food choices and how you mentioned that what we eat, the foods that we choose to eat, not just because they're transported or those kinds of things may also contribute to carbon emissions. For those of us that have chosen to eat a plant-based or vegan diet, how can that affect the carbon footprint? Um, well, again, uh, Animal products um, have been shown to cause a lot more um, carbon emissions than plant-based foods. Um, there's actually a study out there that just came out that a vegan diet, plant-based, is the single biggest measure that can be taken to reduce environmental pollution. Um, it's found that not eating meat or dairy can reduce a person's carbon footprint up to 73% yummy. That's, mm. that's huge. Wow. And, you know, I think many of us are not familiar with farming because we haven't had to, right? Like we live in, in a day and age where we just go to the grocery store and we just get our food and we may not understand what goes into the production of that food. Mm -hmm. So one of the things to understand is that when we eat animal products, it requires a lot more land use and it requires a lot more water use. And then those animals, living beings, many of them mammals, living mammals, when they eat this food, they digest it. They produce methane, yes. especially cows. We know that cows produce methane. But they produce so much waste as well. They use lots of land. They use lots of water. So when it comes to sustainability, it just doesn't make sense that that's the way that we're going to feed the world for generations to come because of just so much use of everything. You know, it yeah. just doesn't make sense, but also because it's contributing to more carbon emissions in our environment. And, so. you know, Yami, and in different countries, they're actually seeing, you know, their forests be cut down and the deforestation is happening to herd more cattle and to produce more meat. And, um, you know, that's for the local people living there, that's, you know, not a healthy way of life and they're going to see the the effects in years to come um mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a lot of things that we don't realize that happens to land whenever trees are cut down when we get erosion and runoff and that actually changes the weather patterns in ways that we didn't anticipate before we started changing the earth in this way yeah. and it can have huge effects in a place that might have had rain and might have had abundant you know sources of water all of a sudden it becomes an area that faces drought 
and becomes a desert because of how we've changed the earth. And a lot of these things we don't have to experience because we don't live in those places, but it is affecting those people there. And that's also not responsible for us to be changing other people's homes that way. So, okay, well, let's move on to the second topic, which is waste. What can you tell us about the scope of this gigantic issue? So much waste. Yami, today's garbage day at my house and I just took my garbage down and I can't help but feel so guilty. Um, I mean, waste is everything worth throwing away, everything that goes to a landfill. Um, And with my travel, um, you know, I've seen the waste in other countries. Um, Your home country of Panama, I'll never forget. being on the Caribbean side and seeing so much plastic and garbage sacks, like just around the islands. And it's, it's, it's a bummer because a lot of it's not even from that area. It's been washed ashore from surrounding islands. And so waste is a big issue. It's a big issue. And um, it can be, I mean, we talked about food waste, but um, One I really want to talk about today is actually, I'm going to call the six R's instead of the five R's, but that's how can we as humans reduce, reuse, repurpose, rot, which is composting, and then recycle. So before we even get to the word recycle, what can we do to do those things. So we'll start with reduce. That is reducing the consumption of products, yummy. Um, Consumerism. So um, a lot of people use disposable items. For example, they might use the easiest one that, you know, it's kind of phasing out is the plastic sacks at grocery stores, bringing your own, your own sacks. Um, Reducing the number of, I don't know, it could be just single use items that you're using to throw a party. Um, And then how do you reuse? Take those one uh, time, those one time use items and reuse it like a container, for example. Um, There's this great candle company in town. And I had asked her, I was like, are you going to start recycling the, you know, the glass containers? And she's like, oh, I can't do the liability, but I'm just about to post these awesome, like, do-it-yourself projects you can do with my glass candle containers. And I thought, that is so cool. Um, You know, finding a great idea, putting coins in them, having your kids use them for projects, um, and then repurpose. Um, You know, a lot of people just buy new Amazon you know, click one, you know, it's so easy to just purchase a new item. But how can you take something, refurnish it, restain it, repaint it, and put it to use somewhere else? Um, repurpose also, um, another is, you know, consigning your items. Your children don't need brand new clothes. Going to a consignment store and repurposing, trading your stuff in and buying new things from them. Um, you know, it's 
things that are already on our earth and we're not contributing to um, the consumerism there. And then refuse. This one is a big one because we're so used to getting free stuff, right? You go to like, for example, when I go to conferences and I'm going around and, oh, here, here's this, you know, no, thank you. Do you really need it? Thinking about if you really need it. Going out to eat, Yami, and would you like some utensils, some plastic utensils? You're going to go home and eat it possibly. So do you really need those plastic utensils? Or do you really need a straw when you go to a restaurant? So refusing the things that you're not going to use and that are just going to, you know, sit or you're going to throw in the garbage and go to the landfill. And then R for rot um, is composting. Um, you know, for example, here in town, we actually have, we finally have a little composting company that's making headway. Um, but I can't believe the amount of fruit and vegetable scraps that I've been throwing away. I eat a lot of whole foods. So um, I'm just like, wow, I'm so fortunate to have the composting now and feel so much better about um, that food waste. And then when we can't do those five things, we need to recycle what we can. And that's a deeper topic, Yami. Yeah, that's our next 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 area to delve into. Okay, so let me just review those. Reduce, reuse, repurpose, refuse, rot, and recycle. The six R's. The R's are expanding. They are. Which is not, There's actually, I think, us, a seventh one. It gives us one. more <laughs> options. <laughs> um, so yeah, ironically, as we're recording this, my trash truck just passed by to pick up my trash. I also have subscribed to the same composting service as you, Kate, and I'm a little embarrassed about how much I'm throwing away. And now that I have really started delving into this topic, because I feel like I'm at the stage where I can turn my attention to this, I do want to take a moment and say to people, if you're not here yet, it's okay. We all have certain things we have to put attention to at different times of our lives. Right now, you may just be at the point where you're trying to figure out how to eat more plant-based foods and survive that way and deal with family and social stuff. And that's fine. Hey, humans. I know you want to eat healthier, but feel strapped for time. And even the thought of meal planning and cooking stresses you out. Well, have you considered trying a meal kit service? Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that make it easy to stick to a healthy living routine. Find recipes for every lifestyle, including plant-based diets. Green Chef delivers quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients, including low added sugar and sodium smart options. You get to choose from 80 plus flavor packed options that allow you to take back time in your kitchen with dinner ready in 30 minutes and lunch in 10. 
Try 15 plus new recipes every week. But here's the best part. Green Chef delivers everything you need to make convenient, wholesome, and delicious meals directly to your doorstep. Each meal kit includes pre-measured ingredients, as well as some produce that comes already pre-chopped and custom sauces that are pre-made in-house. They also provide the recipe cards, and the meals are really simple to make. It's a delicious, fresh, home-cooked meal without the hassle. What I love the most about Green Chef is that it takes the stress out of cooking. The recipes are easy to follow and everything you need is included, so even the less experienced cooks in your house can make a delicious home-cooked meal. It's perfect for those seasons in your life that you're really busy with your kids' sports and school events. Hello, spring! And time is limited, especially if you want fresh, home-cooked, healthy meals to put on the table. So if you're feeling frustrated by the lack of time to eat healthy and you are ready to try Green Chef and see how easily you can integrate it into your healthy lifestyle, go to greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use the code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with products intended to bring your mind and body back in harmony. They consider themselves a by women and for women company, and they now offer a nutrient-dense green powder called Daily Nutrigreens. Myself and my staff here at Nourish Wellness all tried the Daily Nutrigreens, and we loved it. The Daily Nutrigreens contain an immune antioxidant and detox blend, along with prebiotics, probiotics, and over 35 fruits and veggies. It also contains other important nutrients, such as B12, iron, iron, zinc, and selenium. The daily greens are certified organic and all you have to do is mix it with water, but you can also easily add to your smoothies, your oatmeal, or your baked goods. The daily Nutri-Greens are vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. And another bonus is that the packaging is compostable. Yay! When I tried the apple banana daily Nutri-Greens, I was surprised by the pleasant and mild flavor. It was easy to prepare and drink and didn't leave any aftertaste. And I felt great afterwards. It's really easy to create a daily ritual around your green drink, integrated into your daily self-care routine. A green powder is one way to fill the gap in daily nutrition and is an easy and convenient way to get in your greens. These powders are a great way to add more nutrients into your diet during busy times, travel, and transitions in life when you don't have time or access to fresh green veggies. If you're interested in trying Equilibria's daily Nutrigreens, head to myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, that's D-R-Y-A-M-I, for 15% off Equilibria's daily Nutrigreens and much more. That's myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, D-R-Y-A-M-I, at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Once you feel good about that and you're ready to turn your attention to the next level, to what else can you do for yourself, for your health, for your environment, then you can look into these things. So I, you know, eight, almost nine years into eating plant-based and now I want to really try to make an impact with my family and our waste. So I've started doing these things. I have at one point tried to compost myself and that was kind of a disaster because I couldn't do, I couldn't do it right. Someday I will, but I had earwigs like crazy. Like I had an earwig infestation they got in my house and then I freaked out. And so anyway, now I'm doing the composting service, but I am really surprised by how much I'm still throwing away. So I really want to get better about planning and adequately making sure that I'm putting that food to use as much as possible. But at least I know that if I don't, it's going to be composted. It's not going to sit under some million pounds of trash as it slowly takes hundreds of years to decompose, you know? So that's definitely one thing to use, one thing to think about. The refuse thing I think is huge. Because we, in this culture, are exposed to lots of free things. You know, just like you said, going to conferences. I feel like even just walking down the street, like there's just so many things that were offered. Take this, here's that, pamphlets, those kinds of things. And it does take practice and mindfulness to think like, oh, I'm probably not going to use that. I might look at it for two seconds, then I'm going to throw it away. So just don't take it. Or if you take it, give it back. I I visited a church this weekend and they did that with all of their little pamphlets. They said, if you're not going to use this later, just return it at the end of the service. And I thought that was great that they actually helped remind people like, you don't need to take this home. We can reuse it. It's a win-win for everybody. So that's really great. Lots of wonderful ideas there. Lots of things to think about. Recycling. I think we've really emphasized recycling and looking into this further now, my heart's breaking a little bit because recycling is one of those things that seems to be evolving. So I want to hear from you, is recycling going to be enough to save our planet? And what are some of the issues that we are currently facing with recycling? Yes, Yami. Um, No, recycling is the last thing. As you can see, we just went over the six R's. Recycling is the last thing that we should be doing. And it's so upsetting that, you know, just a few years ago, recycling was revving up. Everyone was getting excited about it. Where now the recycling market is literally garbage. There's (laughs) people are recycling and some of their recyclables are going to the landfills because of the current issue with politics, I'll just say. Um, But 
there is an excellent, excellent source out there that everyone can find out what's going on in their state. And it actually breaks it down by city and county also. But it's Waste Dive, Waste, D-I-V-E dot com. And you can actually find your state, find the latest recycling news, and they even have solutions on there. But one of the biggest problems that I want to talk about or the recycling is contamination. Um, we were doing a lot of plastic recycling in the past and contamination was one of the biggest issues is, okay, um, for example, in Yakima, I, I, I actually feel that people that are recycling they care a little bit more. We actually have to buy recycling. We have to purchase it. Um, it's cheap for two months. I think I pay $17, but knowing that I'm actually buying in a little bit, I, it's important to me that I rinse my container. I make sure I'm throwing in the right thing. Um, but unfortunately in places where it's, you know, they say you have to, there's been a lot of contamination from people that just don't know how, or they're not being mindful. Um, but I actually had the opportunity, um, to tour a recycling, um, a recycling, uh, company. Um, and I'm trying to think of the name of what they call, call that. And it will pop into my head in a minute. Uh, a Murph. Yes. A Murph. Um, and it is, it's, it's, you would think that, you know, oh, everything's sorted, they're going to sort it, but there is a lot of food waste that is brought into those MRFs and a lot of little insects crawling around. And so mm. contamination is huge. Um, right now, um, plastic is down, glass is down, um, Cardboard is a, is a good one. That one is definitely, um, there's use for recycling the cardboard. But again, you want to make sure it's clean. No pizza boxes with leftover cheese and sauce. Like you need to make sure that you're recycling clean cardboard. Um, in some towns, they've eliminated paper recycling or mixed paper recycling. Um, but yeah, I, I it's so different in every state and county and city that I just really encourage um, your listeners to do their own research for where they're at and use that wasteguide.com to find out what they can do um, to recycle. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize this, I guess, you know, I'm just one of those people that I just figure it's going to get taken care of, whatever, but it's, it's really important. And the more I read into this, contamination and proper recycling of items is really, really important. So if you are recycling, make sure that you're looking at the pamphlet that they give you or the website from whatever recycling facility you're sending your stuff to. Know what you can recycle there and clean your things. Because what happens is when it gets contaminated, they have to throw that whole batch out. They can't use it. They're, they're not spending all this time sorting it for you. So you have to do the work ahead of time. Otherwise, it's, it's just going to get thrown away. Like Kate was saying, it just goes to the trash. And that's exactly what we're trying to prevent. But I think the bigger point is recycling 
is difficult. Recycling is expensive. Recycling has lots of problems. So before we even get to that last R, we need to be mindful of reducing. Let's just not consume as much. Let's not create as much waste to begin with. So that being said, what do you think is the biggest barrier that people face when they are trying to consume less or produce less waste? Mm-hmm. Waste. <laughs> Can't talk today. Oh, well, as humans, as Americans, uh, consumerism, we are so used to buying the things we need, right? And buying those products that those are our products or trying new products and trying to find the best skincare item or hair product. And, you know, I when in the shower. I think that's what I do. A lot of my thinking is in the shower. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the shampoo bottle is going to end up on a, in a beautiful island. Like where is a shampoo bottle going to go? So one thing that I've really tried to do is if I'm going to consume, which I'm a, yeah, I'm going to consume, but I'm starting to really experiment with, okay, what is the best bar soap? So I'm doing research on, okay, I need a bar soap that I can wash my hair with, wash my body with, um, so that I can use less waste, right? Less plastic, um, less product. So um, I'm starting to, um, and actually, Yami, I'll send, send to you, but I actually have a list of places that people are, you know, companies are becoming more environmentally friendly and they're really um, being mindful of, they want a company that's going to be sustainable for years to come. So they are creating products that have minimal um impact on the environment and not only in the making of it but you know after it's consumed and so that's what i think's really important is as you're going to target as you're at walmart as you're just grabbing something to put into your cart it's thinking about oh my gosh where is this going to go after i'm done using it right because mm-hmm. if you can't re purpose the bottle or you know where is it going to go and i guess the more and more that i'm in this work i feel more guilty for you know using things that you know have negative impact on our environment so again your users or your listeners probably are not there yet but it's it's just good to start thinking about and teaching your children about and yeah why are we using a bar soap or for me I have like my little hand um bath and body works pump but I buy um you know a big refillable container that I can keep using instead of buying a new um pump so just little things like that what can what can you do Yeah. And there's so many innovative products coming out. Instagram knows me a little too well because it knows what I shot for. And I actually kind of like it because then I can kind of see what's on the market. But there's all kinds of companies now 
that are wanting to address this problem for us. So when it comes to things like hand soap, there's companies now that actually have like this little tablet you can just drop into water and use in your in your little bottle of hand soap and you just shake it up and it creates a, a, hand, a hand foam for you to wash your hands. And you know, same thing with like even things like tea bags. Just think about tea bags and people that drink tea and all those little tea bags. There's a company now that has these little drops like this, you know, like dehydrated, not dehydrated, but little tea dehydrator things that you just put into hot water and you don't even need a tea bag. So all those little things, like just think about in your life where you feel like you make the biggest impact, negative impact on the environment and think about different options you may have. And not every option is going to work for every person, depending on your lifestyle. I know a lot of people are using the bars for their hair and stuff. I don't feel like I'm there yet because I have very curly hair and I'm like high maintenance with my hair, but maybe someday I'll get to the point where I can have less products for my hair and find a balance in that area. So I'm not asking people to go like completely hippie and live in a grass hut and not ever buy anything ever again. I don't think that's realistic, but we can start to make small choices that at first may seem like a sacrifice, but once you get used to it, it's not that big of a sacrifice and it's going to make your heart feel better because that's less waste going into the environment. So little by little, and I think it's, it's hard not to feel guilty because you just think about all the different things and all of the waste I've produced in my 40 years of life. I can't even imagine how many landfills that's been, but from now I can start making a difference, you know, little by little, we can start making a difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we already um, talked about diet. I think, um, is there anything else that you wanted to say about diet and environmental sustainability? Or do you think we covered it? Um, the only other thing is, you know, I drink a plant-based milk and I did, mm. the article just came out talking about um, your milk's environmentally uh, or carbon footprint. And mm. so um, really thinking about, yeah, you're right you know, almonds take more water, oat probably take less water. Um, so if you're really wanting to take it a step further and looking at the carbon footprint of your alternative um, dairy sources, um, that might be fun for your um, listeners to do. So did you say that almond is the biggest one as far as all the plant-based milk? Yeah, it just takes one that a lot more water, a lot more water mm -hmm. than a lot of the other um, alternative milk. Um, and then is oat milk right now at the one that seems to be the most yeah, sustainable? Yeah, so oat milk and flax and hemp milk were on the top of most sustainable. Um, but with oat, you want to make sure that you're buying um, organic um, and Oatly is committed to using um, more organic oats. And um, I forget the word that the roundup that they're putting on the oats. But um, yes, Oatly was one of the most sustainable companies using yep. oats. So yeah. And then, and the cool thing with oat milk is you can make it at I home. I know. And it's like incredibly cheap. So incredibly good. cheap. So good. And I love oat And milk. the other thing I think, Yami, um, you know, we talked about for diet and environmental sustainability, um, 
is you can start small. Start with meatless Mondays. If you're trying to use less dairy or meats in your diet, um, just start with one day a week or one meal a day. Um, and it's not all or, all or nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in the United States, we have such a high consumption of animal products that any move away from that is going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to feel like you have to change overnight. It doesn't have to be cold turkey all of a sudden. You can go little by little as you learn more about how to cook, how to eat. And it doesn't have to be complicated, people. I say that every single show, I think. It does not have to be gourmet meals, like literally just rice and beans and salsa and some guacamole. Well, you know, if <laughs> maybe if you live in California. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of touched upon some of these things. As we've said, it can be overwhelming. Sometimes it can be so overwhelming and you can feel so bad that you get paralyzed and you're just like, I'm not going to do anything at all. Like, I'm just going to shut down and not think about this problem. But we don't have to do that. We can take it little by little. So what are some things that individuals can start doing right now to make an impact and contribute to the solution? Okay. So this is kind of going to be a review of what we just talked about. But the number one is reduce. Uh, the single use of disposable items or plastics. So maybe refusing silverware or straws when you go out to eat. Um, One we didn't really touch on, but uh, switching to renewable energy. Um, So if you are driving a lot in town, um, if you can afford it, so look into um, a hybrid vehicle or um, solar panels or um, it could just be switching your light bulbs to LED light bulbs in your home and then using more natural light and just not turning on the switch. Um, unplugging items that are in your house, like laptop chargers or even phone chargers. If you're not using it, unplug it. Um, you'll be surprised. It actually uses a lot of energy. Um, eating less meat or dairy. Um, recycling responsibly. So making sure if you are composting or recycling that you're not contaminating. Um, And I guess we just touched on this, but uh, reducing your waste. (laughs) So what can you do and using that that, um, carbon footprint calculator for your family and then looking into, you know, could you drive less? Could you ride your bike? to work one day a week or carpool with your husband or what, you know, is that an opportunity for you? Um, Reduce your water use. For me, that was a big one. Um, Growing up in the rainforest, I had a well, I, it rained 28 feet of rain a year. It's something I did not think about until I married my husband. He's like, you're brushing your teeth and you know, my water, the water's just going. He's like, why shut the water off? Like you don't need the water to be going when you're brushing your teeth. And I just, you know, so little things like that, really thinking about, Oh yeah. Or do I really need to water my lawn that much or, you know, and then support local. That's a really big one for me, Yami, especially being, um, in one of the biggest agricultural capitals in Washington state, 
is we have access to this fresh, local, delicious, seasonal foods. And we have great businesses that are selling this. And it just really makes me want to support them. Um, and it just does, it doesn't have to be food. It can just be products in general. Um, so instead of ordering from Amazon or Home Depot or supporting the local people up the street is really important to me. And the biggest thing is it, sustainability is all about our future generations. It's about your son's. Um, our future grandchildren, that's scary to even think about, Um, but really the world that we will leave them, Mm -hmm. how we want it to be. Beautiful. I have to say the water use, if you really want a good boot camp, as far as (laughs) using less water, go live in an RV for a while. (laughs) <laughs> because my my family and I, we got an Airstream this past summer and we took her camping several times and she's little, she's a tiny, beautiful, cute little thing, but our black water tank is not very big, you know? So I had to be really, really mindful about how much water I use because whatever I use is go down the sink and it would fill up. And I realized how much water I was using just to wash the dishes. I didn't even have to use that much water. And I learned different techniques to be able to clean our dishes and wash our hands and do whatever we needed to do, use the bathroom, you know. Um, But it made me incredibly mindful. So every time after we'd go camping, when I would get home, I feel like those habits would sustain for a little while. Like, oh, turn it off, turn it off, you know, because I'm going to use too much water. Um, so it's it was really good training for my brain about how much water I was actually using in a given amount of time. But I'm sure that all of us use way more than we need, you know? Yeah. So that's a good one. Kate, what do you wish more people knew? In general, what are you talking about <laughs> with environmental <laughs> sustainability? For anything, what do you wish more people knew? This is your oh, moment, your message to the yummy. world. <laughs> oh, I wish more people knew how short life is and that the importance of friendship and unity and caring for one another that this is going to, I'm, yeah, tearing up as I speak, but, you know, we don't know when our last day is going to be. And I just think it's so important to be kind to one, one another and to really enjoy life. And in doing so, it's about the little things and the little moments. and using less and not having to keep up with the what is it keep up with the The neighbors down the street (laughs) the joneses it's about being yourself and being authentic and you know people are going to accept you for who you are Mm -hmm. and and so that comes right down to you know you don't have to buy that to fit in or you don't have to look a certain way to fit in. I just want people to know that, you know, just to be themselves and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a beautiful message. 
Savor and love is what I'm hearing. Savor, savor your life. Give love. And oh, know that stuff, stuff isn't going to make us happier. And if it does, it's just very temporary. We think it's going to make us happier, but it's very short-lived. It's really our relationships. It's really about being present in the present moment and feeling gratitude for this wonderful life and world that we have. Mm-hmm. You don't need more stuff to have that, you yeah. know, beautiful yeah. message. What personal habit are you most proud of? How did you develop it? And how do you maintain it? Oh, well, this is one that I'm very happy with. And it's it's been life-changing for not only myself, but my whole family. Um, I have been primarily plant-based for five years, Yami. And it all started in April of 2015 when I took my first Food for Life class. And I listened to the videos and I tried this tasty, delicious food. And I just couldn't believe that people could actually live on a plant-based diet and that it was so, it could be so easy. And so that's like, that's the number one thing. I, um, it was a mind shift, definitely. And it took me a while. I think it was about five months and I slowly started eliminating dairy first and then meat and eggs. And, um, my father-in-law, he was, he was a believer in the Mediterranean diet and we actually got him to, um, convert to a plant-based diet. Next thing you know, my mother-in-law, um, my son has been raised on a primarily plant-based diet. Um, and so it's, it's been huge. Um, slowly I had health issues, uh, for a number of years and a lot of, uh, those symptoms started going away. Um, and believe it or not, I lost 20 pounds. Uh, I, I just, I couldn't believe that all these years I had been trying to diet or eat more protein and lift weights and just shifting to a plant-based diet helped me eliminate this like unwanted weight that I had been trying to get off for years. And I've been able to maintain it by just trying new plant-based recipes. If I, I've been lucky that in the last, I guess, five years, like more alternative meats have came out. So for example, if I wanted something besides a veggie burger and wanted that, you know, impossible burger it was easy to replicate and um it it definitely wasn't easy especially going out to eat and trying to find on the menus but I learned to like kind of plan ahead and look at menus and I would say that it's getting easier it's easier to find plant-based foods or um, restaurants are using tofu in place of meat and yeah I'm the ridiculous family that comes in and, you know, my father-in-law is like, no oil, um, no salt. And, oh, can you replace this with tofu or do you have extra veggies? And, but people are really accommodating and I appreciate those restaurants, you know, the ones that say yes and make it happen for us. Um, but you know, over the last five years, my work in environmental sustainability 
has progressed and I've started to do, um, I'm now working for Practice Green Health, um, which focuses on, you know, healthcare systems um, being more environmentally sustainable. And that's where my diet really stems from now, Yami, is trying to be, trying to reduce my carbon footprint, um, trying to um, improve my environment through my food choices. Yeah. And, and it, it was a big paradigm shift for you because at the beginning of this interview, you mentioned how you grew up hunting and fishing and that was part of your life. And that was part of your health beliefs, right? Yep. Yeah, no, it was. I, I bought my meat from, or we didn't buy our meat. We hunted our meat. We fished for our meat. We froze it. We preserved it. And yeah, now I don't even have to worry. I don't even have to worry about using, you know, disinfectants in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not buying it and bringing it home. So it's actually been easier for me in making food and yeah. Yeah, I feel like that too. Like whenever I changed to a plant-based diet, I was less afraid about cooking, you know? Like I always had this fear of cooking, especially when fish and chicken and those kinds of things. And I was always afraid I was going to get sick from it. And uh, you don't have to worry about that as much. You still have to worry a little bit, but not as much whenever you eat plant-based food. So that's great. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. How can listeners connect with you? And are there any services that you provide outside of your current employment? Um, well, they can contact, connect with me at my email, gottliebkate at gmail.com. And I'm happy to share any resources with them or guide them to um, different services and any way I can help them um, and their family reduce their carbon footprint. Um, in the past, I've done some consulting. Um, so that's um, Northwest Sustainability and Wellbeing. And, um, you know, my favorite resource of all, Yami, is actually VeggieFitKids.com. I feel like you have every resource in the world on there. And that's where I direct a lot of people to. I feel like it's a great um, site for resources. Thank you. And I hope to make it even better, putting more work into it soon. Well, why don't you leave us with a call to action for the week? What is one thing that we can do this week to improve our lives, to contribute to sustainability and fight some of this environmental damage that we're doing? Number one, I want you to calculate your carbon footprint as an individual, as a family, I want you to determine out of that what you can do to improve our environment. What is one thing you can do a day to improve your environment by limiting your carbon footprint? And then talk to your family. Make it a family thing. Teach your children. Don't keep it, you know, just with you and your husband or adults. Like, we need to teach our children how to do this now. Because I didn't know that as a child. And I think the more we share and are open with our our children and youth, um, the bigger difference we're going to make in the future. And most of all, you know, just I want healthy people and I want a healthy planet. And I hope you can join me. Aw, that's great. Okay, so calculate your carbon footprint. And I am going to look up a few, put links there so you can do that easily. Determine what you can do based upon 
that report that you get to improve the environment. And number three, talk to your family about it. Include your children in this discussion. Don't leave them out. I actually feel like children, you know, mine are 10 and 15, but I feel like to them, it just makes sense. Like when we talk about these things, they're like, yeah, duh. You know, like to them, it seems to make sense. They're really on board. They learn very quickly. And sometimes they can be the biggest proponents in the family because they remind us as adults. We're, we're like stuck yes. in habits, right? And the kids <laughs> are more, they're more mindful of that because they haven't gotten stuck into those old habits yet. So they're like, oh, hey, we don't need to do that. We don't need to take that. So it's really good to involve as many people because we can help each other out. We can support one another in these habit changes. Yes. Kate, thank you so much. This has been thank so fantastic. I'm so glad that you came on today to start us off on this very, very important topic. I am so grateful for everything that you do and everything that you've contributed to my life, especially. So thank you for being my guest and especially thank you for being my friend. Thank you, Yami. <laughs> and I hope that you have a very fantastic day. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at Rocket Surgeons Music. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode Also, all of my social media links can be found in the podcast description. Send me a message and let me know what you think of today's podcast. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and drop me a line if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.